Hello, welcome back to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast, and I'm joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. What's up, Brett? Hey, now that you, I, you, you I did it get, again. Yeah, it's the third week in a row. That you had me muted originally, and, yeah. and it's I think it's happening on the platform more, too. Well, is this I have like been in the booth sub, a little bit. I think so. it's subliminal kind of signaling that... There's, there's a conversation we're I'm having on the I'm just trying to see how long I can do it before it just drives you crazy and then I can okay, just well, take it, your job. Okay, well, it worked. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's, I'm, we're moving. there. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, we spent this past week um, celebrating 10 years as a church, which yes. is uh, pretty exciting. We've been doing some conversations here on the podcast talking about some things we've learned and some things that um, we want to celebrate, but also some things that have been tough. And I think we're going to continue that conversation today. But anything you would talk about? Uh, yeah, I, I think one of the reasons we want to do it was not just so we could talk about ourselves and just remember things. I think the use of it is for people who want to either go into church planting themselves. Uh, it can be educational and uh, gather as much information as you possibly can, but also other endeavors. I mean, it's not just church planting. If uh, there are people out there that want to go into business for themselves or they want to start new kind of entrepreneurial efforts and our learnings over over time can be helpful, I think. And, and also if you're in a current church and you're just kind of navigating navigating some either difficult things or hopeful things, uh, maybe the conversations will make you uh, not feel so alone in yeah. some of the challenges. Yeah, or even that, I think I've said a couple times, if you're in the process of kind of starting a new season, and everyone is in some way yeah. or another, like we can all learn from things that um, I think everyone's learned. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Because I know we are, because the world everybody knows the world has changed, and if you haven't figured that out, uh, you probably better get on board with that, because it really has. It's a very, very different reality, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Yeah. So I've decided, I mean, I love the podcast. It's one of my favorite parts of my job, but I think why I love it so much is like, I usually get half hour to an hour to just sit and hang out and talk to people like, and it's part of my job for the day. And I'm excited we get to do that with, with people that I enjoy hanging out with. So we have Amanda Seymour and Jeff Seymour uh, on the podcast today. And we're excited to just chat and have some conversation about some things you guys want to talk about from the past 10 years. And um, we've got a few things to get into, but we always want to start with just learning a little bit about you and want you guys to tell us just a little bit about you, whether that's Life, family life, uh, jobs, whatever. I'll start with Amanda. Yeah, you go first. Oh, I get to go first. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm Amanda, like Sarah said, and I am married to Jeff, and we have six kids. And I'm here on staff at One Life. So I'm the director of student ministry, and I've been around in this role um, as a volunteer starting back in August of 2017 as a volunteer, and then I've just kind of made my way up, and now I'm full-time here um, as the student director. And then and um, like I said, we have six kids and we just have fun together and do life together and we homeschool. Um, I think Lindy was on the podcast last week and she yep. talked a little bit about that. Um, but we also, um, we are a homeschool family and that's a little bit about me. I always got a kick out of Amanda because yes, she has six kids and she was homeschooling and wanted to go ahead and take student ministry. <laughs> I always thought, you want to do Sad what? <laughs> How does that even work? I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, I said the same uh, thing. God yeah, was like, okay. nope. yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. And it's worked so far. It when has. she first came up with the idea, I was, uh, I have to admit, I was skeptical and I didn't think you were capable. I just thought, is this even healthy for you to do? But um, I guess you'll have you to. You weren't uh, the only one that thought that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, you know, it's one of the things I've, I've worked in student ministry in uh, my previous church and then here for a long time. And so it's really fun for someone who 
just loved seeing students be loved to have more of a space for them to just be their own. And I mean, it's been just integral of making that happen, not just at one campus, but all three and, uh, and beyond. So, uh, I love seeing all the things and I got to experience something you guys have been a part of and, and started, which I'm going to talk about later, but it's called skate church. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, but uh, I got to go that last night, which was really cool. Um, but Jeff, tell us a little bit more about you, but I do have to introduce him as someone recently <laughs> part of the, uh, rotary rotary. Yep. 20 under 40. Yeah, you got it right. Thanks. I had to write it down. It's in my notes. I'm sorry. Uh, But what does that even mean? That's a really good (laughs) question. Um, Yeah, that's a program they've had for it actually started with the Courier and Press. And this is the first year that the Rotary took it over um, since Courier and Press stopped with the program. But um, yeah, I'm a part of a class now of uh, 20 folks and it's been going on for I want to say like 15 years now. So um, there are other one-lifers that have been part of that class as well. So just exciting to be part of that good company. Um, Just some change makers in our community. So definitely an honor. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you. A little bit about me. So yeah, I'm Jeff. I also have six kids. The same (laughs) six kids, in fact. What? Um, I've been around One Life since the beginning, um, going back to the Bethel days and part of the original plant. Um, Main uh, volunteer capacity being that of worship team. Um, So yeah, I by day I work as um, communications uh, officer for the Welburn Foundation. So just a local foundation here. So we get to um, serve the nonprofit community, which um, what I love about that, I've been in that role for four years now. And when I couple that with what I get to experience in the church world um, through the volunteer roles, like I've just in the past four years, I can say I've gotten like this unique and cool perspective of our community and what happens in it and all that stuff. So that's just been an exciting thing. So you asked me to introduce myself yeah. and kind of go off on that tangent just because like it. it's kind of one of those things that kind of jazzes me up a little bit. But <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And it, it can't be underestimated <clears throat> how much Jeff has impacted things. And uh, he has been around since not only the beginning, but before the beginning. You know, he said the Bethel days and has been key to that. And, and his fingerprints of what we do are all over this place, uh, all the way down to even the logo, right? I mean, weren't you kind of a the, part of that team? The that OL part of the logo, yeah. The OL part was, of the logo. So I didn't even know that. that. I mean, yeah. You I didn't, didn't know, you that. know no. that. That's yeah. right. That's wow. Sitting right there, one of the, I remember they brought it in my office. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. check it out. It's, well, we're on our way. Yeah. But, but, and just countless, countless other things that he's done behind the scenes and relating and, and, and as well known as a worship leader, obviously. And um, kind of forgot and, about the logo thing. Did you really? Yeah. See, and then she didn't even know. Huh. I'm glad I brought it up. That's right. So that, that'll that always be, and that'll be a part of the landscape of, of Evansville for who knows how long coming. And there you go. That'll you, be your mark. One of my early visits to One Life, um, so I came with some friends who hadn't known you guys already, and uh, but I remember One Life was, we do preludes here, and you, if you want questions about that, you can ask Brett. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> but but uh, usually that's a song to kind of get people a little more comfortable coming in. Maybe they haven't been to church uh, before or in a while and something that relates to them. And it kind of gathers the room, lets people sit down. And I remember you did Phineas and Ferb. Oh, oh wow. My absolute favorite prelude I think I've ever heard. Mm. That's right. I loved it. You did it. do that. What a, what a classic yeah, choice. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I'm not sure <laughs> you might be able to name another place that's done that one. I mean, mm. it, it is, well, or was it? 
Or did you copy it from someone else? No, we didn't copy okay. it. I think okay. it was based on the fact yeah. that it was uh, going into summer or yep. coming yep. out of yep. summer. Yeah. So yeah. We a brilliant idea. That's right. And now <laughs> everyone listening is singing it if they know it. Yeah. So it's in their head. Yeah, that's You're right. Welcome. Yeah. 104 you at least days. got that much. Well, it's no longer 104 days of summer vacation. It's, I mean. Oh, yeah, no one knows. That's all. We started a long time ago. Right. Um, and, and we want to start out, and like I said, we've been talking about um, uh, 10 years, which is wild to think of 10 years. And um, this past weekend, we, we had a film that still is one of those things that I, I said to somebody on staff that felt like the like a series finale or a season finale of an episode. Like you see kind of all these things that have happened, and then, okay, we want to celebrate and remember, but we also want to move forward in some ways. But we still want to talk about some things that we've all learned um, and would love to learn just some of the things you guys have, have learned, um, just yourselves, but also you know, having family, um, six kids in, inside of uh, 10 years and in this, in One Life, um, what that's been like. But I'd love to hear kind of your first memories of when you heard One Life, okay, we're going to launch and plan a new church. What were you guys thinking? Like, were you like excited? Like, kind of like, I don't know, is this a good idea? Like, I mean, what are those thoughts? I'm always curious about people because I, I came about a year into One Life being planted. So I wasn't a part of the early stuff. And I'm always curious to learn more about that. I don't, I don't know about you, but I... <laughs> I struggle to think of any sort of like fear I had or um, honestly, or even like a level of excitement necessarily. I mean, there's, there's exciting things that go along with new, but at the same time, I think we're typically wired, at least I am to sort of um, be comfortable um, where we're at. And so I guess there likely was some level of nervousness to starting something new and, and just an uncertainty to what that might look like, but at the same time, an excitement to um, feel like being in on the front end of it, being able to, you know, be engaged in a way that uh, helps to shape culture, helps to, you know, move things along the way is exciting. But I, I don't recall feeling at the time like one extreme way or another, but. Yeah, so he doesn't have big emotions. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I can talk about <laughs> Like right. he said, yes. he likes to be comfortable. So what were the big emotions like? So my big emotions, there was a lot of excitement. Um, and it it all stems from the relationships and the people that we were doing it with. Um, when I think back to those early you know, years and even before launch, like we were doing life with so many of these people. Um, and that's, those are the fun memories that I have. The, the late nights, um, the sitting around, you know, dinner tables with other, you know, families, just dreaming and thinking and, and praying for God to just move in a huge way. Um, so I remember a lot of big emotions, but that's my personality and that's not his. Um, and that's okay. Um, but I also remember too, because at the time we had, we had just had our fourth. And, um, so that was also just weird because I had a different perspective also from it. So sitting around the table with the other, you know, people was exciting and fun. And that was my way of being a, a part of it. Um, praying and kind of encouraging people. I didn't get a lot of the, you know, building the buildings and the late nights in the buildings and the, all of those, you know, things. Um, but I got to experience it from a different view. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important to see that there are so many different sides. We talk about people who were, um, you know, building things, but also being part of just the community. Lindy talked about that last week and it, it kind of was different for me. I, she was talking about like the, 
first time the worship teams kind of became a team. Like you start becoming um, community and family. And it's like, of course, something would launch out of that because that's where life happens. And so um, there's so much more to it. There's so many more people that are part of that life beyond just the people who you see, maybe see on stage or maybe see um, in a booth. There's so much more to it. So I love that perspective of knowing that that's part of it too. And I'd love to hear you guys, I mean, um, with six kids and and being a part of kids ministry and now student ministry for some of your kids, what that's been like to watch um, them go through that and be a part of, of the launch just as much as you guys are. I'll ask either one of you. I don't, whoever wants to start. Well, I will say that the biggest and most exciting thing for, for me, what I've seen in our kids is their, um, I don't feel like, and I could be wrong. My kids may have a completely different perspective of this, that we have forced ministry on any of them. Um, however, they've all just very naturally, um, in alignment with their own interests and skill sets and, and all that have taken to their own various versions of ministry, whether it's um, operating a camera or whether it's uh, doing worship team in the kids ministry, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, they've all just kind of naturally gravitate now, maybe a function of the fact that they were here all hours of every Sunday morning, but <laughs> yeah, might as well um, do something. Hey, you right? kid, can you <laughs> do this? Um, but, uh, but no, it's been a very natural thing for all of them and they just, they, they love to serve. And, um, so that's, I think, been the coolest thing for me to watch as, as a parent. Yeah, I would definitely say the same thing. But I think um, going along those same lines is uh, they see us serving. Um, and for especially since I've been in the role, um, being on staff, they've seen that. But even before that, they saw the hours and the hard work that Jeff put in and um, just other different family members. And they just saw the great example of the church working together and they wanted to be a part of it. And so they were creating their own community um, and looking for you know, places to also serve. And they, I've watched them all just love it so much. It's never something that they dread to do. They're always so excited. And that's always been fun for me to watch their excitement, to just be a part of the church. And then I know we'll talk about skate church later or whenever, but that has also just been another thing to watch them literally be the hands and feet to this community. I'm glad you said that because I would assume being as involved, I I wondered, and you kind of answered this in that, but I wonder why, like there wasn't at times, did you ever face any resentments towards he's gone a lot or gosh, we're there again. I mean, because especially in the construction process of the buildings and things, if you, cause I know Jeff like did like rehearsals, but then the next day you're hanging drywall. So there was a lot of that kind of thing. So you didn't have to battle any of that sort oh, of, I oh, the churches did. in the way. Yeah. Oh, I you definitely did. did. I was yes. asked about your kids, but yes, you did. But okay. I don't think they did. The kids they, didn't. They, they are close. They were closer to Jesus. I guess. Than I was. <laughs> But I don't I definitely, know, that's what we need to talk yeah. about then. Yeah. No, but I dealt with that. But I, right. I think that we set a temperature in our home for them to not, hopefully them to right. not feel that from me because they were always super supportive um, of that. And they saw, I think, the joy that Jeff had. It was just <laughs> my own things that I had to deal with later and I got over. But, but I think to your point, Brett, that it wasn't through those parts of the process. I think if anything, where we're trying to stand on guard now is as the student ministry director with her own kids in student ministry, there's a little bit of this sort of um, preacher's kid kind of caution to proceed with, you know? (laughs) Um, But we're very sensitive to that and whether or not we're doing a good job of managing around it, we're just, we're trying to stay attuned to the fact that this is a very real thing and and what's it like for 
you know, our, our middle school and high school kids to be a part of a ministry that is led by their mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, so. that is a, that's a whole nother podcast, but that's a whole, that's a whole <laughs> yeah. thing. The preacher's kid thing is a thing, uh, that it would be good to address someday. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be a great topic. I learned that the hard way with my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, even as you're talking about like finding them, finding spaces that they're excited about, like your oldest is somebody I get to serve with pretty frequently and he's hilarious. I love having <laughs> him on the headset. He always says things that I think are super funny. Um, but finding things that are um, something they enjoy doing. And I love hearing, so, um, he and another one of his friends serve on a team together and they always have ideas of like, what if we did this or what if Mm -hmm. we did that? And that's something that, I mean, one, like we talk about the next generation a lot and it's not just something we say literally like, great. I love that idea. Let's do it. Like giving them ownership of finding things that they value. And I hope we can continue to do that. Not just in like, we want specifically in small groups and student ministry, but finding places that they can, can serve in a sense that they're getting to learn skills that maybe they wouldn't be able to do other places and they do a great job. So I love serving with, with your oldest. (laughs) Um, but, um, even we're talking about that, I think it's, let's go ahead and talk about skate church because it seems like let's talk about family, um, as we're on that topic. Um, so skate church is something that is important to you guys, but how did you guys even get it? Well, first of all, what is skate church? And then two, how did this become a thing? Why is skating such an important thing for y'all? Let me, let me take, okay. Um, so it's, it's really funny. The, and I'll, I'll back up to kind of as an interlude into the skate church thing. It's, it's been really cool to watch our kids have their own things. Um, and we, we went down the sports path and things and, and for one reason or another, just wasn't going to work out for our family. Um, but, um, ultimately it was our oldest, Avon, that started skateboarding. Well, then, all the siblings on some level followed suit and, and followed his lead and they all got into it. And what I loved about it was, um, and this, my upbringing, I always felt like I, I always, my dad always kind of threw in to the things that I got interested in and we kind of went down that road together. Um, and so even it, it wasn't that I went into it with that intention as much as I saw a thing my kids were getting interested in. And I was like, and I even said, you know, you guys all get into it. I'll buy a skateboard. I'll give him, I'll give it a shot myself. I was never a skater kid or anything like that. Um, but the, um, they, they all took to it. They, they loved it. They spent hours upon hours and they still do at the skate parks. And it just got to be really fun. Um, but out of that, what we started to see was, um, just very, very organically, just how, uh, this community started to embrace our kids and how it was giving our kids opportunity to love on uh, the, the particularly the guys in this community. Um, and so there was this really cool reciprocal caring and um, uh, that was just happening in, in this uh, skateboarding community that just grew, you know, again, organically, we got to love on these guys. We got close to them ourselves. And uh, from time to time we would, you know, take, pizzas to the skate park or whatever. And, um, we just saw these bonds forming that it actually just a few months ago, we were talking, we had this trailer at home. We were like, what if we just filled this trailer up with some like portable equipment and did like pop-up skate parks. And then we got to talking about this, like, what if we did like a Sunday night skate church kind of thing? Um, the kids were like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. We can invite people. And so that's where it all kind of birthed out of But 
more than anything, it was just sort of this natural, this is a thing our family's into. We have people and community that we would love to do this with, um, that, you know, here's a chance for our kids to kind of live on mission within something that they're passionate about. Um, so yeah, it just was a very, very organic thing, I would say. Yeah. So to answer your question, what is Skate Church? Uh, skate I was leaving that for you. Oh, I you was, were? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Way to go. I really appreciate it's it. Skate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Skate Church, um, like you said, is we just set up, um, we have some portable ramps and we just set up in our parking lot here at One Life and um, we just invite people um, from, you know, for a couple hours. Right now it's from five to seven that out those hours might switch with the weather changing. Um, but we we just set up the ramps. We create a safe place for these guys to just come. In the skate world, they like different places. And so there's only so many places that you can skate in Evansville. And there's street skating and there's all this other stuff. But they love an opportunity um, just to come check out um, another place. And then they, of course, love free food. So we always um, feed the guys and girls. And... Um, so you basically, you come, you skate, uh, and we feed you. And then we do have a little short period of time where we, Jeff takes the older guys, I take the younger kids, and uh, we ask them, you know, how we can pray for them. We do, you know, maybe a little bit of Bible engagement. And our goal for that is just to create space for these guys and um, students and young adults just to have a space, to just be honest and talk about things. And then over time, what we have seen, um, we've been doing it for a couple, for two months now, um, and it's been so cool to see these guys open up and share with us privately um, just deeper um, prayer requests and uh, just things that they just need, you know, they just need to talk to, you know, someone about. And so it's been super life-giving to me, especially right now uh, with the restraints that COVID has put. Um, this has been something that has just grown um, and it's so encouraging and so fun. So as a student director, we've kind of just put it in with this under student ministry. We invite all the students and I've actually told the students, there's a handful of students that come that aren't skaters. And I've explained to them, this is a really cool opportunity for you guys to love on a community that um, are unchurched. And a lot of these guys don't go to church and they, um, you know, to follow our, our vision, they are far from God. And so we are able to just love on them, provide a safe space, um, feed them and meet them where they are. They like to skate. So we provide a place for them to skate. And so it's been really, really awesome as a family and as a student ministry. And just, I've had some really great conversations with some of the students here, um, that just come just to hang out and watch it. And then we've had obviously some great deeper connection with some of the guys, um, and girls. Yeah. And when we, I mean, these are guys that are 20 somethings, um, that, um, at least that's kind of, as we set forth on this whole thing, these are the, the guys that we really kind of personified the mission of what it is. Um, but the more we've gotten close to these guys, the more we're hearing these stories that are just like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't imagine what life must be like and they're strong willed they're um, but they're soft at the same time. And we're discovering that um, as a dad though, what's, what's really cool is um, I'm watching my kids gain a new perspective of what hard looks like in life um, and leaning into that to again, love on them in the way that they're capable themselves as a 15 year old, as a 13 year old, whatever. Um, and so that's, that's been really cool. I mean, 
Cooper has learned that baking for especially this one in particular, one of the guys that he, he just, he loves that. And so she's always baking him cookies and cakes and stuff. And so that's her way of getting to love (laughs) on him. Um, and so just stuff like that. It's just really, really cool. Um, Uh, uh, Yeah. I think it's good to lock down that, uh, you said living missionally and I heard a preacher one time say what's in your heart and what's in your hand. And, uh, that's a, it's great illustration. It doesn't have to be that complicated. You, I love it. The fact that your life was flowing that anyway, it didn't start that way. You didn't talk your kids into do it originally that way. It was just like, you're doing this. We can just kind of adjust this over and make it more of a outreach looking thing than just an inreach thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's pretty I, inspiring. I was thinking this, Brett, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but like thinking of, of launching one life and the, the ideas and that you've talked a couple of times about like the prayers that you've always had that you had when you were thinking about launching. I mean, it seems like these are the kinds of things you're talking about, places where people can have conversations um, inside a church, outside a church, um, that kind of Yeah, stuff. I always, it, it's funny, and it's it's funny sort of, but not funny in another way, that the only picture I ever had in my head when I first saw it was was people sitting at tables drinking coffee talking. <laughs> we <laughs> you did didn't, all you didn't picture stuff. skateboard ramps? I didn't and, picture any yeah. of that. It was just, it was, it was to be known as a place where you could do that. Like if you had doubts or you had just kind of, either church hurts or just were a skeptic or an atheist or whatever, you could go and you could meet with people who wouldn't freak out over that and they could take any question or talk about anything. That was really the essence of it. That uh, day I was referencing yesterday, I was standing up with my wife, was that was November 1st, 2009. That's what we talked about. Um, you know, I like all the bells and whistles and the smoke and the loud music and everything else, but in the end, that was really the, the essence of it all. Jeff, you've been around the worship team in a long time with Brett on that a little bit. I have, how long has he been talking about pyro? Been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I think it's gotten to the point where we're intentionally not letting mm-hmm. it happen just to right. kind of spite him. I, I have given instructions though, that at my funeral, it happens. If it never <laughs> happens during my lifetime, just on either side of the casket. Just, it's, uh, it's on the just podcast go ahead, now. Just humor so. me. That's we'll, right. Just humor me. We'll I, put I sparklers. Have, it does go back a long way. We did a form of py- pyro at, um, because, at, uh, or no, 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 it was, it was identity thing. project it was, identity. Wasn't it? Well, no, I'm talking about back at Bethel. We oh, actually okay. let off an explosion. The very first project we ever did, <laughs> uh, we left off and at the rehearsal, one went off, right next to me without me expecting it. You'd think I'd be an enemy of it yeah. now, but it was it was very loud and it was very scary and um but it was awesome and I've always wanted it ever since. It's project it identity was, that we did the confetti cannons. There's confetti cannons which was a We should have told you that yes. it was pyro and then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <It's> deflating <laughs> moment of oh, paper flames. Yeah. Um so I wanna shift a little bit and there's uh, just some conversations. So ten years brings a lot of just a lot of things, a lot of emotions, a lot of um, relationships. And you guys talked a little bit about um, just some of the things that you've done and been a part of, but I want to just take some time and be authentic about some things. You know, not everything's been easy for 10 years. And I think the film that Chris Weatherly put together um, for our 10 year was great because it showed, um, showed some good things, but it showed loss as well. I mean, there's pe- real people that, you know, we have lost that we have uh, been major part of our community. Um, but I think sometimes it's even just hard to be a part of ministry. And um, we want to always talk about how great it is. And there's so many great things to celebrate. Skate church is something to celebrate, seeing people being a part of community. But I know um, it's not always fun to talk about celebratory things because maybe we're not in moods for that. Can either one of you guys talk a little bit um, about that? Jeff, I'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> Can either one? Yeah, set up. Go. That's right. Yeah. So actually... Uh, I was talking to Brett about this just recently and about um, my whole life has been spent kind of at arm's length to the inner workings of the church. Um, I grew up, uh, my dad was on staff at the church um, to now I've got 
my sister, my wife, my dad, all on staff at church. And so it's, I've had this perspective my whole life that, um, on some level, I'm sort of like, it's a wonder I'm still, you know, uh, part and, you know, I was yeah. passionate Not about bitter. the church. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but, but I am very passionate about the church and, and, and all that. But the, um, and I attribute that much to the character of my parents and, and, and my family, but, um, but yeah, it is, it's hard. Um, and, um, I think, uh, as Sarah, as you and I were talking about just, um, recently, um, one of the things that I've, I've watched and, and Brett, you talked about like this podcast being, uh, something that would help even like the entrepreneur or, or whatever, just kind of give perspective. And one of the things you hear in, in business or um, in any organization, um, just kind of a catchphrase you hear about building the plane as you fly it. Um, and that's just kind of the state of any organization, any whatever, that there's always this this feeling of like we're figuring this out as we go. Um, and so... I know Lindy last week talked about, you know, some of the challenges being just, you know, there was so, so much movement so quickly that we met, we moved very rapidly and all that. And so, um, I, there's been times where I've just been like, it really feels like we're building the plane as we fly it. But then beyond that, there's been times where I feel like collectively we're sort of like in moments of challenge or even like what feels like crisis. It's sort of like everybody looking around thinking, does anybody know how to build a plane? <laughs> I mean, that's a good like, question do you, do you have experience building a plane because we're building this as we fly it, and i'm looking mm-hmm. for somebody to kind of help us build the plane that knows what they're doing um so it's just it's it's felt like that at times um but i think that's the nature of of anything especially when there's momentum and um and you know there's there's a season where right out of the gate we we were all just you know riding this high of church planting and this new and exciting thing and that um, unfortunately, kind of that honeymoon period starts to wane and 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 then <laughs> then it becomes, okay, now we have to maintain and we have to keep this thing going. and um, and so it it has been challenging. and as a as we have watched our family grow and as our kids have grown, um, Brett, you even uh, talked about it from um, the platform one day just about, um, as the generation that planted the church was, was growing older, so were their kids. And, the, you know, that necessitated this need for student ministries and, and things that didn't really exist in a formal fashion. Um, and so, yeah, it's just part of the growing pains and part of the uh, advancing yeah. forward. Yeah, the ideal, uh, like a while ago, saying, you know, the only picture I really had was people sitting at tables, you know, drinking coffee, talking about God stuff. Well, that is a great ideal, but that doesn't include student ministry and kids ministry and administration and finances and, and all the other factors that go in. And that's that's where you're always uh, challenged with, like, how do you keep the ideal still mm-hmm. at the core of it all? But how do you also take care of all these little problems that are encroaching? I think that probably the best comparison is raising a family in the end. Because uh, it starts with a very romantic ideal, <laughs> and then it ends up with a, a lot of reels that you're dealing with all mm-hmm. the time, every day, in every way, and and so um, I'm glad you're not embittered at this point after watching <laughs> how many years of this, thirty years of yeah, your of your forty of uh, uh, really yeah, yeah. checking out, yeah, I mean, been your entire life, 40. yeah. I'm not gonna say my age. <laughs> it's under forty. It's under forty. We know that. The whole We've all of Evansville that. knows that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I want to ask you a little bit more about that too, like in the sense of like, not just 
like me even before you were on staff, you know, finding some times where it was like, this isn't fun for me. Like have, have there been times where that is actually, I know there has, cause yes. we did a video about it, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I'm asking you now anyway. Yeah. So just like Jeff said, the beginning was really, really fun and, um, launching three churches, um, really, really fast. There was a lot of excitement. And I would say in those, um, years of launching, um, all three campuses, it was really, really great. Um, but then it got really hard. Um, and it's kind of one of those things like Brett, you made the analogy of having kids. Like there's so many times I say now, like nobody warned me, like (laughs) there's like, this is really, really hard when they were the six of them, when they were little and we were at, and still that honeymoon stage, like it was really, it was hard, but it was really fun. Um, but it's still hard and fun, but teenagers just throw a whole nother element in it and so I look at that as we're 10 years old and I kind of start to see some things that (laughs) happen to a 10 year old and on and so using that you know analogy of like there's still some really really great exciting things that are to come and that we've experienced but it's been really hard and so for me personally um, I would say before coming on staff um, I had years of just bitterness um, and even like I've shared, like even hatred, um, towards the church because it was pulling, um, my husband away so much. And like I said earlier, the kids, I, I don't think they ever felt that. And that was, um, the Lord's hand was all over that because I did, I carried around a lot of just bitterness and hatred and just went through a journey of feeling like I did not have a place here. And the switch for that for me was, is, God saying, yes, I do have a place for you here. And so often, um, I think when people get bitter and they, they start to just nitpick at all the things that they don't like about the church, um, I would just encourage them instead of pulling away, um, actually press for deeper in. And I would say that as to your teenager too, it's so easy when you have a teenager in those hard years. And that can be where some people may be right now, um, where they just want, it's just too much. It's just too hard. I don't understand them. Um, I don't understand what's going on. So you just want to like pull away, but instead, if you just press in and you go deeper and you find, um, ways that you can find your purpose in, your teenager's life or your church and um, you actually get so much more fulfillment. Now, does, is that always easy? Absolutely not. You know, being on staff now, um, you know, being involved since 2017, um, you know, three years, a little over three years, like it's, it's been hard, but it's been so, so good. And I know my why now and that anytime I doubt myself and um, there's definitely been times that even, being on staff that I've doubted myself, but I always go back to my why. And, um, so yeah. I think that's a good point about, and and I kind of wonder coaching you would give, that's great coaching in in the sense of what do you do when you're either getting embittered or frustrated or just tired or depressed about things, you go back to your why intentionally, Jeff, you've done this even longer. I mean, when you've traveled through kind of patches of discouragement or irritation or whatever else, what are things that you've found have helped you just to get a different perspective. Well, we've had people along the way for sure, just relationships that have challenged us along the way to, to, to gauge perspective and, and all that. And so that's definitely been helpful, those relationships. Um, but I do think just experience has taught us just like Amanda said, that when it's hard, when it's challenging, um, to lean into that and, and on some level, it's sort of like exercise, like the chances are, 
that um, the time it's going to be the hardest is actually when you need it most. Um, and so, um, and so that's just, that's, that's the case. It's going to feel challenging. It's going to feel difficult, but that's probably when you need it the most and when you need to engage in that way. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm really thankful for those relationships on the way, those people that were just bold enough and honest enough to say, actually, I think instead of taking time off, what you really need is to lean in. Um, and so, um, yeah, but it's not without its difficulties. It's not without, um, you know, from time to time coming to rehearsal, just sort of gritting my teeth and, and thinking like, this isn't where I want to be. Right. Um, but uh, for a long, long time, uh, our worship rehearsals are on Sunday nights and every Sunday night was really tough there for a while to, to get geared up to go to. But then it turned out by the end of that rehearsal, I was like, this is the best launch into my, my week um, mm. to have spent two hours or more. Um, worshiping (laughs) often more. (laughs) It's just, it's, I think it's so important for us to be able to have conversations like this, like as a church, I mean, as we continue to, to move into the next 10 years, I mean, to know that things are not always going to be easy. And we're talking to anyone who's in the process of church planning or thinking about it or, you know, it's exciting. There's so much excitement and you can see and show all the videos of all of the um, exciting moments and things, but it's also important to know that sometimes it's really hard and sometimes people leave and people you care about people you have relationships with, and that's hard too. And, um, I know all of us have had those moments, um, that we still try to figure that out, but I want to ask kind of a different question that just popped into my head as you guys were talking about, you know, leaning in, um, and when you, sometimes you think you want to step out, but I'm still curious, you guys have six kids, you both work. What does rest look like for you and how do you do that? Not very well. Yeah, I just, I'm curious about that. Like, what does that look like in the midst of ministry, but also just in life? I mean, like, obviously they're very much intertwined. I mean, they're all the same in a lot of ways, but like, what does, what does rest look like? And when, how do you know when it's time for that? (laughs) Well, neither one of us rest really well. Um, We, we have our things that we like to do. We get up super early in the morning to get our exercise in and, um, and we don't just exercise casually. We, um, we're, we both like to push ourselves in that, in that way. Um, and we're not competitive and, at all. Her, <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in terms of rest, I, I will say that, um, we're not always as good at, at it as we probably should be. Um, we have built in some things. Um, I know for me, one of the most fulfilling things that I'll call rest um, we actually, a couple of years ago for, um, <laughs> getting away from our kids is not easy to do. And so we've just kind of embraced that. Um, and, um, two years ago we decided to, for our wedding anniversary as a family, go to a cabin in the woods and spend just three or four days in this cabin in the woods. That was very restful and filling for me. That doesn't necessarily mean like more sleep or anything, but it was just good to escape the context of everyday life. Um, and so that became a very important thing to, okay, we're going to continue that. That was, that was a big deal that gave us rest. Now we could stand to probably have more of those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, rest just doesn't really come very easily. Yeah. I second everything. he said. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. We, um, I think there's, there's times where, um, I think we hit 
God screaming at us saying, you, you need to rest. And I wish we could get better at learning, um, you know, that routine. Um, because I know that there's been times in our lives where, um, whether it's, you know, getting sick or, you know, um, something happening where we're forced to rest. Um, but just like Jeff said, um, exercise just feeds our soul. Um, we both like to run and cycle. And, um, so that's been really fun when we get to do that together. Um, and like he said, the trip that we take for our anniversary, it's weird, um, to take your kids, but it's just a reality and we've made it. Um, it is what it is. Um, we have a son who's type one diabetic and so we really can't leave him for long periods of time. And so we've just kind of been like, okay, well, we're going to go hang out together as a family. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So rest is about adjusting yes. uh, yourselves. To, yeah. uh, well, unfortunately, I think, you know, we talk a lot about guarding against like burnout and things like that. And I think uh, for us where we've been blessed is the alignment of the places where we serve and, and the protection around. I mean, just like skate church. It was, it's birthed out of something that's happening naturally and organically right. in our family and whether it's worship teams, student ministry, whatever, um, have been very natural and very fit to um, what feeds us. And so um, I feel like while there's seasons where it may feel challenging or whatever, you know, for me, I, I always feel like burnout is, is as much an issue of alignment as it is anything else. And so if you're misaligned in what you're doing, then it's going to be harder to do that. You're going to feel like you require more rest and things. But for us, we've been very blessed that we feel very aligned with where, where we're, where we are in mission and, and serving and all that. That's something that I've, I've seen in both your lives, like in the sense of like, when you feel like, Hey, this isn't have what I need. you're like, I'm going to be a part of making it. Like, you're not just going to wait for, for it to happen. You know, yeah. you're going to be a part of, and that was very much a part of your story of stepping in to student ministry of like, okay, well, this isn't happening. I'm going to do it. Like, and you step in and do it. So um, thank you for that. I've, I appreciate that a ton. I'm glad to see all those things. I want to end, because um, we're getting close on the time I told you we'd be done by. Um, but I want to end with just uh, some fun stories. Anything that you can share from the past 10 years, um, many fun moments or memories, uh, projects or people or just anything. It could be from a group, anything that comes to mind when you think about the last 10 years that you would share. <laughs> Oh no! Hit that cricket button. I got one about Jeff. Oh, okay. Go yeah, ahead. One time we were heading up to do some training at, uh, for the Global Leadership Summit, which, <laughs> and um, Jeff was driving. Were you driving your dad's van? No, oh. I was driving a rental. Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing was rough. Um, and uh, we got pulled over. It was great. And the guy was like a robot. It was so <laughs> scary. I took a picture, and I got really scared that he saw me take a picture, too. But Yeah, so fun. I think I had to do um, an online driving Oh, really? Because it was in <laughs> Illinois. He did. He that, did, yeah. yeah. Goes, <laughs> my man. Yeah. Yep. I've gotten stopped it's, two different times uh, with uh, church staff in my car. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that feeling. was fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, a memory that I have, one of our, um, knowing that you may ask this question. Um, so being in student ministry, whenever back in um, August, um, when we launched the middle school um, service here at East, I was just 
a volunteer leader. And I remember, I think it was the second Sunday um, going home. And I don't know if you remember this, hun, but I like cried and cried and cried. And I was like, middle school kids are horrible and they hate me. And I am such a dork. Like they hate me. I cannot do this again. And I just remember thinking like, I want to be with high school students. I do not like middle school students. And now (laughs) the middle school students, they think, um, I always tell them that they're my favorite, but then I tell the high school students that they're my favorite too. So. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully neither group is listening. Right I know, now. right? They probably right, not. right. Yeah. But I just remember thinking like, oh my goodness, like I was so terrified of them. And it's so funny um, when I bring on, you know, new people on the team, so many people think that like middle school students hate me. No, they're just awkward and weird. Like they don't hate you. They actually <laughs> absolutely adore you. Um, so that was yeah. one memory of mine. Um, and then another one was when I was pregnant with the twins I can't remember what Easter it was what venue we were or we were somewhere and I was so like so pregnant with the (laughs) twins and I remember thinking I'm gonna have this baby here at church (laughs) that was another we were at the the victory victory yes and I remember going up those stairs and people look just staring at me (laughs) should she be here should we call for warm water and towels or whatever they say I think some of my my favorite memories would be and I know everybody kind of says this but I love it from the perspective that I got at just the because events the the projects um I remember being at the Fine Arts Center um, in Henderson, you know, prior to 10-10-10, and the things that happened backstage, um, you know, yeah. were were some of the the coolest things. And then I'll never forget the the feeling of the curtain opening, um, and I remember that same feeling um, at uh, the Events Plaza. Um, it's just like all the preparation and stuff, and then the curtain lifts, and it's just like. Oh. It's just kind of this crazy, and and that's when you just kind of feel this presence descend on everything. That's just it's it's unbelievable. Um, but then just every time to see the teams come together like that to put things like that together, and and I just want to say that as we're in this this season we're in now, uh, one of the the coolest things, and I'll I'll say it's one of the best memories over the past ten years has been kind of is just where we are right now in terms of. Um, the unfortunate circumstances of where we are in this whole COVID thing have brought our campuses together um, in a way that could be construed as as negative and um, doing the broadcast thing and all that. But from my perspective, what I've gained from it has been um, this this new worship team that I get to be a part of that is a collaborative of people from all the campuses um, has just been really, really cool for me. Um, and, and the sense that I'm getting from others is the same thing that we're all really enjoying sort of this new perspective, getting to meet new people, getting to serve in this way, um, with people that we've known about, but I mean, there's cases where I haven't never met these people, um, which is really sad to me, um, that, you know, we're all doing worship for one life, but I've never met you. Um, and so it's, it's just been really, um, it, that's just been a really cool thing for me. Yeah. I think that's, it's good to lock down for people that are kind of watching from the seats that you need to know that, that, that 
that I know it's weird with the screens and everything else, but behind the scenes, that is one of the coolest, that is the coolest thing for me. I've watched people meeting each other and, and problem solving together and getting involved with one another and, and, uh, and relating together that people that had not done that before. And that's been a huge win during this very dark time when the exact opposite was happening before this season. And, uh, it's, I think it's re-energizing everybody that's connected to that and that will spill over into the experience of the people in the room. I think you saw that on our 10th year anniversary mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You can see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a good reminder just to know that, like, because we've always said that we're one church in multiple locations, but to really see that and see mm-hmm. people, like, being the reminder that the church is people. It's not our buildings right. and our campuses, but it's the people that make make those up. And so we're growing because um, we're anywhere now. I mean, it's not just in um, physical locations, but it can really be anywhere. And so it's been, it's been really neat to watch and be a part of as well. Yeah. Um, guys, thanks so much for coming on and just chatting, hanging yeah. out. Um I love it. I always love just being able to hear new stories that I hadn't heard before and hear perspectives that um, really make all of this work. And so thank you for all that you do and continue to do. And Brett, anything to close out with? Yeah, what, what struck me as, as you two were talking was uh, two things. One, I love that whole thing of lean in uh, when you have, because I've believed by conviction for a long time that God in his, if you're really hearing from God within a church context, and even if it's a complaint, He's not assigning you to complain. <laughs> it's not really his thing. Hey, go complain and make everybody's life miserable. He's really telling you, you need to be a part of a solution. And that's why he's giving you that. And you guys are examples of that, of leaning in. That doesn't mean you can't arrive, in, but the complaint needs to turn constructive. And they've done that. And the other one is faithfulness. We talk about how difficult it's been. And we can all look back at the really, really great times and really, really not so great times. But you're still sitting there, and faithfulness is what it's all about in the end. I mean, that's what God uses. I, I'm not impressed at all anymore with people who can come out of the gate and run, you know, a hundred yards. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the people that can just run through cross country kind of stuff, where it's just in all kinds of weather and all kinds of terrain and all kinds of circumstances, and still stand. And, and that's what God uses to build the church. Uh, it's it's built on shoulders like the Seymours. It just is, and that's a fact. So. You ought to be honored for that and and cheered on for that. I think that's fantastic. Wow. Well, thanks. Wow. Well, you're very welcome. (laughs) Right. You're pretty good at words. You should do that for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coming from you, I just might do that. Oh, man. I'll try not to mute you next time. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being part of this conversation. And I invite you to be back and be a part of more of them. Uh, Feel free to subscribe wherever you're listening to now so you always get an alert. Um, And as always, if you have any questions, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. And uh, we'd love to get your information and feedback and questions and um, any questions for anyone that we've talked to. Um, We'd love to ask them. Um, those questions for you and love to hear any ideas you have for upcoming episodes so uh, we have some more people that we want to continue talking about some things we learned in the last 10 years in the next few weeks and we're excited to share those with you so thanks for listening we'll see you next time